0: Welcome to episode number 96. Today's podcast is a solo episode where I will be unpacking with you a couple of my family rules. And I'm using that in quotations, but I put a post up on Instagram not too long ago, sharing a few rules and guidelines that the boys and I have developed over the last 12 months of sort of getting used to being a family unit of three under this roof. And I had so much feedback on this post that it made me want to extend on this topic. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some of our family rules, why we established them and how we established them, and just answering some questions in regards to those as well. Before I dive into that episode, though, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor of this episode. And today's podcast sponsor is Frank body. Now, Frank body have long been part of my skincare routine for years. The first time I came across their product was nearly seven years ago when at my baby shower, my good friend Rachel gifted me with a packet of the original Frank body scrub. In fact, I'm not 100% certain, but I would guess that at this time, seven years ago, they probably only had the one product. Now they have a whole range of amazing products from the body scrub, then all sorts of different things. But when I received that original coffee scrub from my girlfriend, she was telling me all about the brand. She was saying they're a new brand, they're really exciting. This is a scrub that's meant to help with um, stretch marks and skin tone and pigmentation and all of that sort of stuff. And like I said, I'd not heard of them. But from the minute I started using the product, I was hooked. And ever since then, I have been an avid fan and regularly purchase their products. I still am a huge sucker for the original coffee scrub. But I have to admit, right now in my shower, I have the coconut coffee scrub. And it smells so good. If you like the smell of coffee... You will be in absolute heaven with this product. Not only does it smell incredible, it leaves your skin feeling brand new. You feel amazing. It is a Australian made coffee based skincare scrub and it just removes all of the dead skin skin. From your body. And when you step out of the shower, you just feel so, so good. Your skin feels so smooth, so soft to touch. And once you use it, you will not look back. So the whole range is cruelty free, never tested on animals, only tested on babes. And it's affordable and effective. And it's just, it's safe and it's natural. And as I said, it's really, really, effective, which is what you want from skincare. I think there's nothing worse when you're spending your hard-earned money and you feel like it's not doing the job. Frank Body does the job and then some. I highly, highly recommend their range of body scrubs. It is part of my weekly routine to always do a full body scrub. I jump in the shower, I wet my skin, I put my Frank on, give myself a bit of a scrub, then I turn the water off and I just let it sit on my skin for a little while and then I rinse it off and it's it's incredible. It takes off your fake tan. It's just brilliant. I can't say enough good things about the product. Now, I also have a discount code for Frank Body, which I'm very excited to share with you. And that code is KYLIE15, so all in capitals, K-Y-L-I-E 15, and that is for 15% off on all orders on frankbody.com that are over $35. So if you are keen to look after the skin that you are in and feel ultra smooth, definitely grab yourself a packet of the Frank Body Original Coffee Scrub or if you like a coconut scent, go for the coconut one. You will not be disappointed. It, like I said, it just smells amazing. It feels so good on the skin And it's designed to really take care of your skin. I was gifted this originally because I had been sharing with my girlfriend that I was feeling a little bit concerned surrounding potential stretch marks during pregnancy. And that's why she got that for me at my baby shower. And I thought it was such a nice gift to receive. I also think that while that discount code is active, which is Kylie15, stock up. And just have a couple of packets handy for those situations when it's like, oh, it's my girlfriend's birthday and I want to get her something. Having something like that on hand just makes you feel so prepared, such a thoughtful gift and the whole range of products are amazing. So jump on over to the website frankbody.com and enter the code KYLIE15 to save yourself 15% off on orders over $35. So... Let's get stuck into today's episode. Recently on Instagram, I uploaded a post just outlining and sharing a couple of what I have referred to as family rules that the boys and I have developed over the last year. The last year has definitely been tricky on all of us and we've, I guess, kind of had to find a rhythm and find our feet in operating as a unit of three. I have mentioned a couple of times on social media that I don't really identify as a single parent even though I guess technically that's what I am because I mean the reason I don't feel like I resonate with that term is that the boys have a great dad who does his share of parenting and he does it very, very well. So I guess I'm, I'm just aware of that. Like I'm not parenting the boys 100% on my own But when I have the boys, it is 100% on my own, if that makes sense. And the same for their dad as well. When he has them, he's doing it on his own too. And just with everything that's gone on in 2020, isolation and having the kids home and everything like that, and coupled with the fact that they are turning seven at the end of the year, I guess it's given me a chance to really pause and reflect on what are some rules that I want to establish. And when I say rules, I just can't think of a better word for it. But it's really just acknowledging that the three of us are a team when we're together. And so I wanted to have a couple of things in place that are like our non-negotiable practices. So I listed them out on Instagram and I had so much feedback on this post. I ended up doing a couple of Instagram stories as I often do, speaking about these specific dot points and a lot of people who follow along asked if I could save them as highlights and things like that. So I thought I'll sit down and I'll record a podcast episode because when you're talking on Instagram stories, Obviously, you're a bit limited time-wise and certainly when you're writing an Instagram post, you're limited to X amount of characters, so I had to be quite picky with what I put in there. So, I'm going to extend on that post here today. Now, these rules, these guidelines might not be for everyone But what it might do is encourage you to think about your family situation and what are some of the guidelines that you want to have in your household that are not going to just serve you well, but serve the whole family really, really well for the moment and also for their futures too. So, the first little rule that I shared is when we hurt someone, regardless of whether or not it's intentional or whether it's a physical, hurt, emotional, or anything else, I encourage the boys, and I do this as well, that our first response is to ask the other person what they need. We can state our cases, we can express our feelings, we can do all of the justification, we can feel what we want to feel, but first and foremost, we ask that hurt person what they need. And the reason this little rule came about is the fact that my two boys, they love to roughhouse. Like I just did not get the memo on roughhousing. I did not grow up with the wrestling and all that sort of stuff, but they love it. And inevitably, one of them gets hurt. There will be a kick to the head or some other body region. Someone will get upset. Sometimes it's not a physical hurt. Sometimes it's one gets frustrated and angry with the other, but inevitably, I would say maybe half the time it ends in someone not being thrilled and so I've encouraged the boys that rather than if they hurt someone going straight into that mode of defense you know going well I only kicked him because he kicked me first or he did this or he did that I encourage them to first ask the other person what do you need and this has been a game changer in our house and it makes me so proud when I hear them do this if they hurt each other Now, the first thing they say is, what do you need? And it allows the person who is hurt to say, I want a mummy cuddle or I need an ice block like an ice pack um, or I need a break or I need a special soft toy or I need a hug or whatever it is. And I just think that this is such a great skill to have in life because at some stage we all hurt someone else, right? We're all going to accidentally or sometimes intentionally hurt someone And so to learn that skill of first and foremost turning to that person and saying, hey, what do you need, I think is so valuable. So that's been a big one. And I can see it playing out in real life. They do it with their friends now as well. The next one is picking up after themselves so putting away their clothes unpacking their school bag when they get home putting their lunchbox on the bench putting their plate in the dishwasher or the sink is not helping mum it's contributing this came about because I heard myself a couple of months ago saying could you help mummy by putting your socks in the laundry basket can you help mummy by carrying your clothes upstairs hey mate could you just help mummy by did it and i heard myself saying it and i thought oh yuck i'm i sound like i'm setting them up to think that it is mommy's job or the woman's job or the partner's job or whoever's job anyone but theirs to do other to do the things for them i don't know if that made sense but i think it did what i'm saying is i don't want them to grow up feeling entitled and thinking that when they enter a relationship in their adult years or whenever that it's the other person's job to do things. And if they do part of that work, that it's considered helping. No, I want them to learn contribution from a really young age. And I had a question come through on Instagram asking how to age appropriately, talk to six-year-olds, seven-year-olds about contribution. And I just kept it very, very simple. And I said to the boys, we are a team and for this household to run smoothly, we all have to put in effort. We all have to look after each other and we have to take responsibility for our stuff. So I kept it really simple. And now instead of saying, can you help mommy by doing XYZ? I just gently remind them. I'll say, hey, guys, don't forget, you need to put this away. You need to put that away. Or I just thank them. Thank you so much for putting your plate in the dishwasher. Um And I think thanking them at this age is really appropriate because when you praise a child and praise them like really make a big deal out of it, that memory sticks in their brain. And I spoke about this on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. One of my little boys took his socks off and put them in the laundry basket, and now normally I have to tell him, like, prompt him continually, like, like put your socks in the basket and he just did it on his own. And I was like clapping and I did a little happy dance. And ever since then, now he always does it. So praising kids really can help to, I guess, reinforce those patterns, those habits that we want to cultivate. The next one that I shared is that give and take is part of life. And I've always been really big on this with the boys from a young age. And I guess this feeds into contribution as well. So from that, from when they were really little, if I needed them to give by being patient, I would make sure it was balanced with some take of an extra long play somewhere or just moving at their pace later on. So whether it was that I needed them to be still in the trolley while the line up at the post office was really long and then i would balance that by getting them out of the trolley and letting them have a run around or just going at their pace just really teaching them that relationships are give and take it's not all give and it's not all take it's important that we teach our kids that the next one is that we do not yell at someone from another room if we need to know something we go to that person I like this rule because it's teaching the boys to take ownership for what they need. So if they want to ask a question, they get up and they go and find that person and they ask the question, they don't yell out and expect that person to come to them. And that's just one that I guess came out of frustration We live in a two story house, and if the boys were upstairs and yelling something at me, then I'm yelling back, I can't hear you. And then I'd find myself getting frustrated and coming to the top of the stairs. And I just noticed that this was a thing that bothered me. And there's that old saying that insanity, or the definition of insanity, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So when I notice that something is not working, or it's continually grinding my gears, or it's just not producing a good result, That's when I go, okay, it is time to look at this practice. And so that's just a really simple blanket rule. We don't yell at someone from another room. And if it happens, I just remind them. I say, hey, team rules, we don't yell at someone from another room. What do we do? We get up and we go to that person. I just think that that's cultivating, yeah, ownership for what they need rather than relying on someone else to come to them. The next one is that we try to start the day with movement. We don't always nail this, but we never have screens first thing in the morning. That's just a family rule. They don't get to wake up and watch TV straight away. I don't have um, tablets and iPads at my house for them. It is we wake up and we either play, we move our bodies we connect, we have music on, whatever it is, some form of movement. It might be taking our dog for a walk around the block quickly. It's often a Pokemon battle or lately a dance battle. I don't mind what type of movement it is, but just to get into our bodies. And when you move, there are just so many positive results that come from that, that I love to start the day that way. The next thing is when we get it wrong, we say so. Owning our feelings, actions and reactions, especially when they're not great, is super, super, super important. It is easy for us to take ownership when we get things right. But I think the real magic is accepting the parts of us that we want to suppress. I feel as though it's almost human nature to want to turn away from things that we don't like about ourselves or situations that we get wrong and you want to push it down and suppress it. But when we're pushing down and we're suppressing and we're denying things that we've gotten wrong, what often ends up happening is that we start to compensate for that suppression by introducing a habit that might not necessarily be very healthy for us and it might not happen, as kids, but as adults, we might start to lean on certain behaviors or exterior, um, I guess, approval or just different circumstances to make us feel better about parts of ourselves that we don't like because because we haven't been told and we haven't been taught to take ownership for when we get things wrong. So I always make sure that when I make a mistake, Which happens, especially in the last 12 months. You know, if I overreact or I react in a way that I'm not proud of, I will say, Hey, you guys, mum got that wrong. I really overreacted then, and that had nothing to do with you. That was because mummy was feeling tired, or I'm due for my period, or mummy's worried about something else. There's just so much power in taking ownership for when you make a mistake. And so I try and encourage that with the kids and I don't punish them, I don't berate them, I don't make a big deal out of it, but I do encourage them if they make a judgment error um, to say that they did the wrong thing and then I just say, cool, we all get it wrong at times and we move on so that they know that it's not a big deal. They also, when they were really little, both of them went through a stage of trying to have everything perfect, they have a bit of a perfectionist streak And of course, there's that saying, apples and trees, but just modeling that sort of behavior, modeling mistakes and letting them know it's not a big deal is really, really, I think, part of being a good parent. Now, speaking of judgment errors, I wrote on Instagram, if we, in quotations, make a judgment error in the bathroom, we clean it up. I was sick of wiping over their toilet before we had guests come over. You know, you do the mad run around and you just, you. Go, I would go into their toilet and just think, oh my gosh, like what are these two doing? Like they still, it's so cute, they both go to the bathroom at the same time to wee. They'll stand there and both do their wees and chat and two little boys chatting and weeing at the same time. There is bound to be some judgment error occurring which means that we end up on the floor and so now they have a spray and wipe bottle that lives in their bathroom and I've showed them a couple of times how to clean it up and now it's just a family rule if you make a judgment error if you make a mess in the bathroom that's on you you tidy that up you don't wait for someone else to do that the next one is that we give each other the benefit of the doubt and we extend that to other people too I've spoken about this before, if you've not heard me speak about it, perhaps jump over to the podcast episode where I talk about lessons that kids can learn from this global pandemic and I give a real life example of how I teach the boys to give other people the benefit of the doubt and why I believe that's really important and we extend that benefit of the doubt to each other as well and what I mean by that is we don't assume the worst. We assume the best. We try and look for the intention, not necessarily the symptom. The next one is when we need alone time, we say so. So if I need a breather, I'll say to the boys, hey, mum's feeling like she's really, really stretched right now or mum's feeling a bit overwhelmed. So you know what, I'm just going to go upstairs or I'm just going to walk onto the deck or I'm just going to stand in the pantry and take a couple of deep breaths and I'll be back in a minute. And again, that's just because when you are 100% on your own with kids, it's a lot when you're the only one doing everything. And sometimes you do just need to tap out. And what I've found is that has given the boys permission to also do the same thing. I hear them say that to each other and I hear them say it to their little buddies as well that they play with in the street. They'll say, I just need a moment or I really need some alone time right now. I need some quiet time. I need to go and draw on my own. And I think it's the cutest thing when they express that to one another because not only are they then owning their own boundaries and... Regulating, self regulating, they're also teaching each other that in relationships, having boundaries is important and that expressing those boundaries isn't a reflection on the other person. It's about what is happening for that individual, which can only, surely, only serve them well in the future as they enter different relationships. I also mentioned that we have a code sentence for when the boys want an out if they feel that they can't say it. And this came about because one of my little boys, I think, is far more introverted than his brother, and he tends to recharge on his own. And so there have been times when, after a couple of hours of playing with friends, he'll just crack it. His temper changes, his emotion, he just gets so emotional. And all it takes to reset him is a bit of drawing on his own or reading a book on his own or just some quiet time. And we spoke about this. And I said, you know, it's okay to say that you need quiet time. And again, as I just mentioned, it's something that they do do now. But it's taken a little bit to get them there. And I said to him, would it help if we had a bit of a code word for when you're getting overwhelmed with other people and you need a bit of a breather? And he thought that was really exciting because he's all about that spy life and that secret kind of code word. And so now we have a code. If he has friends over or on a play date, he'll say, "Mum, I'm so hungry. I could eat five snacks. And when he says I could eat five snacks, I know that's him saying to me, you need to help me out here, mom. I need to tap the frick out of this play date. And so I'll wrap it up for him or help him to wrap it up. And that's really nice, I think. I feel like it strengthens our bond because he knows that I have his back. And that's what these family rules are about. It's about having one another's back. The next thing is that we eat dinner together and we read every night. And I know that's not really much of a rule, (laughs) Um, but these are the things that I think are important, particularly given that the boys have been going through you know, so many changes and inconsistencies and it's tricky on them because the division between two parents isn't the same each week in terms of it's always the same pattern, but it's always rolling forward just because of the nature of the beast. And so that's tricky on little kids to get used to. So having as much consistency as possible is comforting for them. So we eat dinner together every night and we read a book, that is just non-negotiable, it's what we do. So I hope that these family rules have been helpful for you, I do have a a few other ones but I'm going to leave it there for now and perhaps I'll do a family rules 2.0 another day but I just wanted to share these with you because I think it's worth thinking about what is it that you want to establish for your family and how is it going to serve all of you moving forward? I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would mean the absolute world to me if you take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at Kylie Camps. And don't forget that discount code for Frank Body Products is Kylie15, all in capitals, Jump over, have a look at their range, take advantage of that 15% saving when you're purchasing online over $35. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,